Well, welcome back, friends. Uh, this is uh, uh, Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California, and uh, it is good to see you. I know we took a, a week off due to Thanksgiving last week, but uh, we continue on here uh, with, there we go, our small catechism live uh, course um, as we continue on with the Apostles' Creed, Article 3. Uh, today we talk about gifts. It's always good to talk about gifts and what these gifts mean, um, but there's much to talk about, so why don't we, um, uh, why don't we uh, go right into it. Uh, let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the gifts that you have given through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for the gift of faith, uh, that by your very word, uh, which has, uh, as you tell us, uh, has its purpose, uh, that it would not return void, uh, that you have given to us, O Lord, in the fulfillment um, of this joy of the gospel. Bless us by your spirit, guide us in your truth, and through all things, O Lord, um, enlighten us with your gifts, and grant us great joy and peace, knowing full well that by your gifts <coughs> we are saved. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so today, as we continue on with the small catechism, um, we'll continue on with our 2017 version. Uh, here, as we see in the corner here, I think I cut it off, I'm not sure, but it's page 100, <coughs> 198, 198. And today, uh, I, I really do love this one. Not that I don't love <laughs> the other teachings, uh, but this one, I think, is one of those things that um, reminds us of who is doing the work and how important it is to remember who is doing the work. Uh, because, well, when it comes to our faith, Apostles' Creed, Article 3, uh, we are uh, discussing in terms of uh, sanctification. Uh, what makes me holy? What does this holy life entail? And, and when we talk about the enlightening with his gifts, uh, remember, uh, the Holy Spirit has called me, right? Which color should I use, friends? I don't know. I have a weird color combo here. Black, purple, and blue. Aqua blue and regular blue. I need something like brighter. But anyways, uh, he has called me, right, by the gospel. So when we talk about the word... Here we see it. I know all these arrows are going through. Uh, we see that this word uh, is the gospel of Jesus Christ, his work, his merits, the cross and empty tomb, that this is how we are called by the one who opened the grave, who tore the veil into two, the one who shed his blood and rose on the third day. Uh, this is how we are called, by the one who prepares a place for us in John 14, uh, uh, and um, that is of the cross, right? So the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, right? Not by my own, as we read in the catechism, not by my own human reason or strength, because we cannot do that. Just as we heard in last week's sermon about stones cry out, we are like those stones, dead and inactive, unable to save ourselves. But by the calling of the gospel, by the work of Christ, there the stones outcry. And we too, in, our, in this life of faith as the Holy Spirit calls us, by this very word of the gospel, there we too have that rejoice and outcry of victory uh, through the work of Christ and what he has done for us for the forgiveness of our sins. So the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts, right? 
I mean, when we talk about the enlightenment, you know, it, it, it is that, that time where this truth really, uh, I think, got twisted and turned. But when we talk about the enlightened uh, way of God, that is simply to make known or to have a greater understanding of, of at the end of the day, uh, of who he is for us, right? So the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, right? There we know that the light of the world had come uh, to break the darkness. Um, and, and there we see the enlighten me with his gifts. Now the question is, uh, what are the gifts, right? What are the gifts? Um, Gifts are given, of course, right? Gifts are given by grace, uh, by his love. But what are these gifts that enlighten us, that have us, or to make known, or have us, to have a greater understanding of who he is for us through those very gifts, right? And again, this is the work of, of God. We see in John chapter 3, uh, the Enothen chapter, born from above, uh, or born again, as some text would say, uh, the story of Nicodemus. So if you have your Bible out real quick, uh, why don't we go to that, John chapter 3. And um, again, I love this, uh, this interaction with Nicodemus and Jesus because here we see all of his rationale, all of his natural thinking, all of his human ways are, are up-leveled. Up up-leveled? Up-leveled. That's not even a word. Um, are, uh, <laughs> are in great upheaval. Maybe that's a better word. Uh, uh, to what she thought was to be born uh, again. And um, I'm not going to read it all, but here in John chapter 3, if you have your Bible out. Um, <clears throat> in verse uh, 3, Jesus answered him in John chapter 3, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, that that born from above, the Enothen, he cannot see the kingdom, the, Baz, the, the kingdom of God, right? So, um, yeah, the, the, the Basileia. Uh, Nicodemus said to him, um, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? This is that whole idea of, of, uh, of that understanding that somehow we in ourselves can be born again. And he is taking the literal here of uh, trying to go back into his mother's womb uh, to be born again. But Jesus says here in verse 5, Truly, truly, I say to you, amen, amen, right? Unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Water and spirit. What is that, right? Titus 3.5 as well, if you want to look at that. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be a nothen born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and, you're, and you hear it sound, but you do not know when it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Right? Again, um, as we prayed, uh, the word does not return void, uh, but by the purpose of God, it will do its work. I know I didn't say that verbatim, but there we see in Isaiah 55 kind of those <laughs> words. But the point is this about John chapter 3, is that this is, as we read the last verse right there in verse 8, 
So it is everyone who is born of the Holy Spirit. How are they born? By the wind that blows wherever it wishes. You hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. That we are born from above. We are given uh, this gift of the sanctified life, this gift of faith, right? By the very gifts of God. Faith comes by hearing, right? Hearing the word of Christ or hearing through the words of Christ, And uh, just as Nicodemus was kind of trying to digest what Jesus was saying, uh, Jesus simply answers, this is how you are born, from water and of spirit. The Holy Spirit works wherever the wind blows, that's where he goes. And wherever that wind is, that air, uh, it is of the word. So when we talk about um, our faith, when when we talk about... uh, um, our holiness. When we talk about our assurance and certainty, we know that where is our trust in this faith? It is in the one who has made known to us who he is for us by his very word and sacrament, and that is namely through his gifts. Right? Gifts that are given, that enlighten us, right? That are born of water and spirit. Hint, hint, hint. Of Baptism, right? So when we talk about uh, uh, the, the holy life, when we talk about the sanctified life, the set-apart life, uh, the life of faith, um, it's all about Jesus, isn't it? It's all about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. Haven't I said that before? I think I literally say that every single day of my life. Everything is Jesus. Everything. Your work is through Christ, uh, your, your, your good tidings, your, your love towards neighbor, that is all through the, the power of Christ. Uh, your comfort of salvation is Christ. Uh, what else? Your assurance and, and your forgiveness, of course, your eternal life, your over the grave, triumphant over the grave you are, is in Christ Jesus. Everything is Christ. Everything. Everything. Right? So when we go to this text in Apostles' Creed, Article 3, the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel and enlightened me with his gifts. God does the work. He makes known who he is for me. He makes known my faith. He makes known his grace. He makes known his salvation for us, for you, through those very gifts. God does the work for your life of faith. Namely, through the word. Word made flesh. Jesus' cross and empty tomb there we see those gifts as we are called, namely, by the gospel. But also his gifts... I'm oh, sorry, we should read the catechism right here. <laughs> Question 189 on page 198. What does it mean that I'm enlightened with his gifts? Christ is made known to me by means of the Spirit's gifts of the Word, baptism, and the Lord's Supper. See, the Word, as we see in um, the book of John describing the Holy Spirit. We saw it in John 3. We'll see it later in John 14, John 16, I believe, where there the, the word, the Holy Spirit, what is his job? To, to convict us of our sin, right? But also to comfort us 
in righteousness, to comfort us in the righteousness of Christ. So to convict us of our sin, showing us the law, crushing us, bringing us to nothing, but also comforting us in the remedy of Christ and what he has done for the forgiveness of our sins, right? But also, as it says right there in the Catechism, um, baptism and the Lord's Supper, the means of grace. Very, very important. Because here we see right here, this is how God works, right? Holy baptism This is God doing the work. It is not you, right? If we flip it around and we tell ourselves we're doing this for God, trust me, this becomes Jesus. He did that. And now we are doing this for God to somehow affirm, solidify, or assure ourselves that we're his children. No. When we talk about called by the gospel, again, what did I say earlier? We are stones, Right? Stones. We are, we are left for dead in our sin. Dead in trespasses, Ephesians 2, 1. And, and there we are lightened. Man, I'm yelling again. Sorry. I'm yelling in a room by myself. <laughs> Enlightened me with his gifts, right? And, and this is the gifts that you have. When we see a baby being baptized, right? Remember, we believe that God does the work. And... We know that because of original sin, he needs to do the work, right? We, we can't do it ourselves. Uh, because of sin, we are dead in sin. But the wages of sin is death, right? But the free gift is Christ. And, and here we see Christ in the word. What does Jesus do in his ministry? He institutes these very gifts, right? These are not man-made things. Remember, as we look at the Bible, uh, there we see God, Jesus, instituting holy baptism in Matthew 28, right? Uh, we, we, see, uh, we see the Lord's Supper, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and 1 Corinthians. Uh, there we see the words of the, the Supper that Jesus had instituted um, on the night that he was to be betrayed, right? So when we talk about the institution of these things, these aren't separated, but these are by the fruits of the cross and empty tomb. Because of the death and resurrection of Christ, as Jesus promised where he would be, there he gives to us the very gifts. Namely, for the forgiveness of sins. Your faith is in the work of God. Your faith is in the work that promises you, that promise is the forgiveness of sins. That promise is eternal Life. Can you see that? Oh, and salvation. I forgot how far I went down on this board. Uh, this is what God gives to you in holy baptism. Water and spirit. John chapter 3. We see in Romans 6, uh, as we are baptized into Christ, we are connected to, his, uh, to him uh, in his death and resurrection all the way to the newness of life. We know that when we're baptized into Christ, we are robed with Christ. We are robed with his righteousness. We are covered uh, by his promise, right? The Lord's Supper, we very well know the ve- another gift that he gives. Remember, when we come to the Supper, it is, God, it is God who is serving us. He is doing the work, right? He is calling us by the gospel. Jesus did the work. He, uh, by, the, by the institution of Christ, uh, he aligns us with the, the gifts that he works. So when we see a baby being baptized, we know that God is at work in that very moment, Right? Um, it is not your time to give something. It is not your moment of, 
of committing uh, your life to God and affirming this by your baptism. No, it's, it's God who is working on you. And what a perfect picture it is for an infant who is dependent upon the Father completely, right? That childlike faith. And there by the word of God, the power of his word in the water, there they are wrapped in his grace, clothed with Christ, forgiven of their sins as their sins are drowned by that very water. See, this is God completely at work. I always tell, the, you, know, I always tell you, I remember we were going down um, after catechism class a couple months ago, a couple years ago with Zoe, uh, we were going home um, down in Princeton and, and um, going local there around uh, uh, the old um, LA Avenue. And um, I, I always tell the story, you know, Dad, I, I asked her, do you remember your baptism? And she's like, no, but I just remember the picture. And, um, and I asked her, well, why is it so important that you don't, why is it so, uh, why is it so comforting that you don't remember it? And my answer, um, and she kind of said, well, hmm, let me think about that. And after further thinking, I just answered it for her. And, I'd be, and I reminded her that because it was never about you, God is always doing the work, right? Like, that's the thing, you guys. The Apostles' Creed is so important because it reminds us that God is doing the work, that our faith is what the Holy Spirit has given to us through the hearing of God's word, listening to the word of the Lord, right? Romans 10, 17. And it's through that listening to the word of the Lord that, that the Holy Spirit enlightens us with these very gifts, that when we hear those very words, right, and receive them, the Lord's Supper, given and shed for you, take, eat, take, drink, right? This is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. This is God at work. We're not doing something for God, but rather God is working on us, sustaining us, and feeding us His very true body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Right? God does the work. And that's how we are enlightened with His gifts. Um, and His gift is what He does for us as He works for us, as He serves us and grants us this promise. And there the result is what? The comfort of salvation. The baptismal life is, is the life that you have right now. And that baptismal life indicates clearly who you are as daily we drown in our sin in this call to repentance, but also be raised up to the newness of life in the in the reality of God's promise in the water and word that you are forgiven, uh, that you have eternal life and salvation, right? And at the end of the day, our faith is in his gifts and what he has given to us. Very important to remember. I can't emphasize that enough because once, if we flip it around, if we flip that around, then this gospel inevitably, 10 times out of 10, will become what I have to do for God. Right? This gift giving is completely God's work for you. This is grace, right? He calls you by this water and word. He, he, he feeds you his body and blood like the bread of, from heaven and ultimately rooted in the death and resurrection of Christ who we were called by this very gospel. Born from above, hearing God's word, enlightening with his gifts, making known, having that greater understanding of the life of faith, knowing full well that by these very gifts, uh, we are made anew and forgiven of our sins because God is doing the work. Right? Remember, we are like stones, dead. Not our 
commitment, not our doing. Gospel sacraments, this is all God's work. And that's where your faith resides. It resides in what God has done for you. And that's why the Apostles' Creed is so important, right? Because there we are reminded, when we say those words, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God that God has given us faith to believe in this gospel, to believe in the gifts that he has given, to know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Because without the Holy Spirit, without the word of God, we would be left as these dead stones. But yet, thanks be to God, by his resurrection, we are living stones. And there, uh, there we are enlightened. So daily, I think daily, baptismal, Lord's Supper, uh, all rooted in the gospel. Here, here we have our life of faith. So I want you to really uh, digest that for a little bit, knowing that God does the work and he is here with us. Right? That's the thing, you guys. Um, people are always searching for God, but we always know that God is with us by his very word. Um, by his very word preached, by his very word given. And and we very well know that God is with us um, through these gifts. And what a great comfort that is. So third article of the creed, the life of sanctification. How are you made holy? What sets you apart? It's not your works. It's not your, your gifts to God, but rather his gifts to you, Jesus and the sacraments together. For you, Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your grace. Lord, that you have enlightened us with your gifts. That, Lord, we are convicted of our sin, yet at the same time we are comforted by your righteousness in Christ Jesus. Bless us, O Lord, in your word. Lead us by your spirit and through all things. May you grant us comfort and joy and gladness, knowing full well that by your work, by your merits and grace, you have saved us from death to life, and that you have blotted out all of our sins and washed them all away. Bless us this week. Grant us your joy, even in the midst of suffering, knowing full well that by the suffering Christ, we are saved by his very work upon the cross. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends. Thank you for joining me today. Hopefully this helpful. If you came a little late, uh, please rewind. Be kind. Rewind. Be kind. Rewind. And check it out. Hopefully this will help you. Yes. All right. Until next time, this is Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. Thank you for joining me on Small Catechism Live. Yes, enlightened with his gifts. Indeed we are. Have a wonderful day, wonderful night, wherever you may be. Love you all, praying for you all, and until next time, God bless you. Adios, and goodbye. Thanks for listening to these Small Catechism Live devotions. We hope this helps you as you continue to grow and study the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us online at faithmoorpark.com.